Welcome back, everybody, and thank you again for tuning in. We have some new things coming your way, but for now, be sure to find us on all social media platforms. We're on Twitter during matches and send Premier League updates, too, but we're always down to have a chat with fans all over the globe. We're also on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and run our live shows on Twitch. Click subscribe and join the conversation when we record. And as always, let us know what you think. The beautiful game is for everyone to enjoy, so keep us posted on what you want to hear more of. Now, let's have a beer. It's the Howlers Podcast, episode 125. We are recapping all of the action from match week one. Uh, as always, my name is Tristan, joined here by Connor and Andrew. Our fourth, Jalen, uh, was disposed this evening, but he's here in spirit as always. Gentlemen. Look at that pour. How are you? That's a good pour. Small can, though, so I'm not going right. to... I don't want to... Yeah, yeah, I don't want to... Also, I shit now, on your so. parade. Expectation but. should be there, considering you pour beer now. Andrew, uh, you're two days removed from a half marathon. Yes. I had this beer here when I came to hang out on Saturday, and selfishly I drank it in front of you, so I thought to myself, why not bring him a sample glass so he can try the beer he was too disciplined to try on the weekend? Yeah, I didn't. I, I'm pretty... I'm he wouldn't even have a sip. He yeah. wouldn't. He goes, the beer, beer smells so good. I'm going, just take a little sip. A he goes, no, I'm not going to... Well, like you're disciplined. You have a little thing called self-control, which <laughs> I know I'm not, I don't have any of that, so... This smells so good. Yeah, well, all you've got to do is smell it. It's like been the... Wow, that's so... That's really good. This is Big Beer Pop, spelled B-I-E-R-P-O-P. This is a collaboration. If this starts to overflow on my lap at any point, let me know. But uh, this is a collab between Trillium and Horace Ales. Just came out. Uh, very good, though. Not a massive IPA guy. Pour a little like more. Send, that, send some of that Connor's way. Get him, get him on the, on the party. I'm stuck down here observing. <laughs> yeah, it's stuff smelling like Andrew is stuck doing all weekend. Andrew, fiddlehead... Fiddlehead, yeah. So I, I didn't go the IPA route. Um, I had plenty of those on Sunday after the, after the race. But, um, yes, yeah, so this is Ethereum. It's a white ale brewed with orange peel and coriander. Uh, so it's from Fiddlehead uh, Brewing Company up in Vermont. Shouts to Fiddlehead. Shouts to Vermont. But, yeah, no, I haven't tried it, actually. Let me try it. I thought you were cheersing us. I was like, Connor, are you oh. supposed to drink after you cheers? You're not <laughs> supposed to cheers an empty cup. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, though. This is nice and light. I Good? Like this, yeah. Crispy, light? Yeah. What is it? Wait, it's an ale, a lager? A it's a white, white ale. ale. White ale. Yeah. Cool. I like a, I like the golden and white ales a lot. Yeah. yeah. Those are drinkable. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Cool can. Um, this is uh, Four River Brewing Company. Andrew has like a trademark shirt that he wears like three times a week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Four River. <laughs> you probably know. What does the back say? It says here for beer. It, and like it's nice. F-O-R-E. Like Four Shout River. Shout out to Four River yeah. for outfitting Andrew three of, three of the seven days of the All week. Right, it's not three. Yeah, look at that logo. <laughs> that thing is sick. But this is Timber Hitch, main red ale from Four River Brewing. We'll tag them in that clip. And we'll tag them. They'll be tagged. I was inspired by drinking a Schmidix. I uh, reached out to Cal, our Irish friend, Schmidix, <coughs> Irish beer. He said something about, they say it doesn't travel well, mate, as it comes Ooh. across the pond. But Schmidix is still a good good beer. So I figured I went, I go for a red ale and um, let's give it a whirl. Like here. Heineken too. Like it doesn't doesn't travel well across the, the pond. I love a Heine at all times of day. <clears throat> it's good soccer beer. I dig it. Nice body to it. 
You know, something different. Little uh, something different. Little heavier than the light stuff I've been on lately, but uh, certainly tastes good. So, thank our you, Four River. Our first uh, round of points of the whole season. Oh, I, it's hard to tell. I mean, w- w- because I'll actually keep track this year, and, and we can actually see the average of what we're getting each week. We can start to find out what the average is. So, uh, we had at first a two way tie for first place between Connor and I with seven points apiece. Andrew, you had six, and Jalen had four. So I mean, I feel oh. like usually out of the gate, since we've started doing this, I usually start off really badly. And, and then you improve. And then I improve. For like a weekend. <laughs> I'll give it a few weekends, but yeah. yeah. You're, um, like, you're like slowly reaching the apex. Jay, however, is just like Jay this. Is like weekend. this yeah. He's up and down. Or he's like, and then yeah, yeah, stays yeah, up. Yeah. Plateau. <laughs> like a couple bad weeks. Yeah. But, yeah. but I'm keeping track of the correct picks and also the perfect picks, i.e. when you get the scoreline correct as well. Mm-hmm. Connor had one of the perfect scorelines as well, and I did. I had I had uh, Newcastle winning 2 nothing. I think you had Spurs for yeah, Southampton one. So shout out to you on that one. There you go. Pretty cool of you. Back um, in the Lily Whites. And we got plenty of uh, action to talk about. Only one match weekend, but it seems like we already have a, a whole uh, a whole smorgasbord. It's a lot going on. We discussed what his start would look like last week, and I think there were still some varying answers. But all things considered, if you thought Erling Holland wasn't going to score goals in the Premier League, hopefully he didn't put too much money down on that because he quickly starts with two goals. One was a pen, but... Good to just you know get in, get off on the right foot, um, but that second goal was fantastic, and I think overall, City just looked they looked really good. I, I like that's kind of a no shit statement, right? They're holders of the Premier League for what three seasons in a row now, so two seasons maybe. Two, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it didn't look like they missed a beat. It looks like now they're playing with a legitimate striker who can <laughs> link up with the players behind him really well. And I mean, Rodri and De Bruyne were were two other huge standouts for me in terms of uh, quality. But that ball played through to uh, Holland on that second goal was like, it's like we said when we were pure half buzzed at Cambridge Brewing where we I was showing him the video yeah. I, I'll admit I'm a huge Holland stand I will be a big Holland fan this entire year I've been a big fan as before since he got here <clears> but <throat> um yeah I mean it was it was quite literally like a knife through butter it was crazy two touches and it was a probably well, I don't know how, almost the full distance of half the field from De Bruyne just a ball that sort of cut through the middle and then the way Holland opened his body and turned and picked that corner, I mean, he, the, the announcer said how, how easy he made it look, but, I mean, it, yeah. it does go without saying that he's truly for his size, the fact that he moves that smoothly, it's, it'll be fun to watch. It's, and, and from the perspective of, like, his kind of, like, all the hate that he got after the Community Shield, it was funny because it was Darwin and then it was Holland and then it was, like, who's going to score more goals? And they both are scoring goals, and it doesn't seem like Holland was phased at all by that because – um, I feel like I feel like English media and a lot of English fans might they take players to a really high level, but they'll easily drop them once things get sour. So for sure, um, it's just kind of the way with sports in general. But yeah. and there's all of the physical aspects and there's all of the skill attributes he brings to the table. But one thing I've always admired very much about him is he 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 doesn't look clueless during press conferences. I think he's just so unfazed. Sometimes he comes off as a bit aloof. Just, there's that, no yeah. even after a really bad performance or a performance he scored five goals. I think he's going to have a very similar post game presser, and this is something that a lot of players are good about. A lot of the best ones are good at, but 
it was it was funny as hell. I mean, he said shit twice on accident, which was hysterical. They literally said it, was warned about it, and then said yeah. It and in his apology for wrong. saying shit, he once again said shit, <laughs> and then it was. I mean, it was a, it was a whole thing. But you said like they don't say shit in this country. So I forgot this country, and I was like, well, I think most places you <laughs> can say shit on TV, and it's probably places that'll be a lot worse about it. But right. um, I mean, it like from all things considered, it's like a perfect day if you're Erling or Alfie Holland, who is in the yeah. Yeah, he, crowd watching him. They they panned the camera to him, and he was clapping away, which is cool because he's also a city legend. So it's like you now have. You don't. You just. I, I can't think of a time where you've seen that where there's been a, a really beloved member of a club whose son eventually plays for the club and plays at the level Erling is. So he's yeah. probably bigger at this. He's bigger for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I mean, he was the obvious standout, and and I think you know he will bag many goals this season. But like I was saying before we started, I was very impressed with them top to bottom. Right. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> going in, I think they made West Ham look a lot worse than West Ham are this season. I still think that'll be a strong campaign from them. Skamaka got some minutes. Uh, I don't think he was terribly effective. I think he was offsides at one point. Had a couple shots, but he'll get goals too. But I mean, I, I mentioned Rodri too looked really good. And I think I, I wanted to bring up to you guys Jack Grealish because we this season talked about what uh, you know what a good season for him looks like, and that much. Largely, it, it equated to goals and assists. But part of me is like, is he just now in a lineup where he he can have a great game and not get a goal or assist? Because yeah, I thought you, on possession he was great. Like he did a lot of good. Still, you mentioned that to me the other day, actually, and I think that's kind of what the city team. What happens to a lot of players that go into the city team, and it takes a lot for someone to stand out so significantly. And I think Bernardo Silva got his chance to stand out so significantly once David Silva left. He kind of like filled that beloved like. Play crafty playmaker, crafty player. Not that he's at the level of David Silva, but in terms of just his production and his involvement, mm. he kind of became the second man of De Bruyne. So uh, I think it will take like a, a move like that from another player for for Jack Grealish to really be the main man. And I mean, he, I think he will function completely fine in this in this season in terms of just being involved and being in the buildup. And yeah, like I, I guess he's asked to score goals, but even at Villa. For someone who was the star man, he wasn't really scoring that many goals. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he he was involved in build up and creativity and drawing fouls, uh, but and he was scoring more goals than he was at, at that he is at City. But in mm. terms of his actual production, it it's not like it's he was scoring twenty fifteen and fifteen every season. You know what I mean? Yeah, for so, sure. I don't. I think the the judgment this season they kind of have to people have to kind of realize that he's not going to be that type of player unless move like from Bernardo is, mo- is made, maybe then he becomes the next man up to be behind De Bruyne and they work together in tandem to, to create everything for the squad. But I don't know. I think within the city squad, it's really hard to stand out. I think, I think Grealish is going to find it this season. Um, you look at like what city did, even if Grealish say he bagged on the day, say like he still would have been overshadowed by Holland, obviously, because Holland, superstar, coming onto the scene. But I think there will be a lull in production from some of the other compatriots on the team where that will be his moment. Gundogan had his, even when, like, Bernardo Silva was first breaking on, like, he was a player that was very flying under the radar, but then when City needed someone, they found him, and it was Bernardo. It was very. It was for a very long period of time, too. Right. Probably longer he than he gone He was player had. of the year yeah. candidate for a lot of that, too. And, so, And the good thing that I think comes from adding Holland up top is City's adapted play style that, one, on the day looked like no issue at all. They immediately good point. utilized Holland playing balls in behind 
with great effectiveness. Um, but also, Grealish did offer up a chance for Holland, which I think Holland could have done better to put on frame. And I think he was probably frustrated, as you mentioned in the post match pressure of like he could he could have had a hat right. trick on the day yeah. yeah but Grealish took that to the byline or end line and stood it up and it's there for Holland to attack so I think less focused on goals for Grealish this season I think he really can slide into just a consistent provider to whip balls into the box because look at how well he does it like anytime he picks up the ball he, he's always dropping in a deep area so he can pick up the ball now deeper on the pitch doesn't have to dribble two or three guys he all he has to do is take them in like one touch mm. get beat one man and then he can serve it up to holland and you have a whatever six three six four monster attacking well, balls with great power in the box like it's, it's and, and to your point too and you make a good point goals will find him He'll continue to be in the lineup, and he'll continue, I think, to be a good fit into that lineup as he was at the weekend. And I think just with that happening, more goals and assists will come his way. He'll be in the right place at the right time. Somebody will have a great finish on on a good pass of his. Like I do think those the goals and the assists will come still, but like you said, I think it's just with this move, I don't think people notice enough. You really do have to recalibrate. The, not his output, but the type of player he is. You know, it's like also the move in the move itself. We all know he's not worth a hundred million pounds, but well, that's what he was priced at, and that's what the money that Aston Villa got for him. So I think people need to kind of forget and scrap the hundred million dollar thing because, or not scrap it, but it, it was an ex, it was a price tag that was not it should have not been valued at that, and it's not ungrealish as a player to have to now produce a hundred million dollars worth in goals and assists because he's not that type of player. So yeah. it, it brings it back to the type of player that he is and the price tag that was set at him. So I just think that's what kind of happens when the, the inflation within within transfers right now. So, yeah, it's kind of tough to, to be a player like that when he's not really one. So like Connor mentioned, he's going to be involved. He's going to be creative. He's going to give chances to his teammates, and chances are going to come to him. It's a matter of – I think the bigger, the bigger question marks, if he's missing sitters or if his decision-making is poor or if he's turning the ball over, that's when you're, you're questioning his ability. But I don't think that's something he ever really struggles with. No. Yeah, he's good. Like, yeah. he's a high-caliber player in yeah. a city side. Pep, despite the $100 million price tag, would not bat an eye on yanking him off yeah. the field if he wasn't good enough. For sure. Exactly. So, yeah, that's a good point. And, and he has to change. His role is going to be different. We talked a lot about it, but he's not He's not going to be what he did for Villa at City, and like that's unfair to measure him on that. So, yeah, yeah when he gets his chances, there are going to be, like like we were just talking about, he's, he needs to take them because that's when he's really going to be like ridiculed by the media and whatnot. But... It, it might be only be for like a month this season that he really needs to flip a switch and be that like star that they paid for. I think this. And I hope he comes through. I think this season is when he's going to be playing at his happiest. Like I feel like last season he was struggling with the price tag, and yeah. I think with the with the success that he had with City, and then with he's towards the end he was playing well, and then people were kind of like backing him, being like, "Don't don't bully the kid." So I'm like, he's not a kid, but like, don't he he loves the game. He's living his best life. I think. He's play, I think he's most confident right now, and I'm, I'm excited to see him perform really well because I, I like Jack Grealish. And I think yeah. he enjoyed probably very much City's title last season. It seemed like he was having a really good offseason. Exactly. He, he, you could see how elated he was when they had won it. Obviously, at any point, you can go, yeah, but how important was he to that team that won that? You know, and that's just nitpicky shit that I feel like is not even really worth the time, especially now because, like I said, on, on Sunday, he just looked very comfortable in the lineup, which is what stood out the most to me. Again, no, he did not tally a goal or an assist, but 
their whole their hold up play his his play right to the side of the goal his balls in his recovery was really really good so obviously on the ball you know what you're going to get with him but yeah like you guys said it could be uh another big year for him and i would say the thing i forgot to mention about holland too this guy is never off sides like for someone who's six foot four what 200 pounds like more good reporting in the athletic but they did a little write about the game and I don't remember who exactly the writer was, but he made a point to say this is something Holland would tell you directly from himself is the best part of his game is his timing. And it really is true. I mean, it's like he's so big and imposing and good and strong and powerful that you forget that his timing is that good. And I mean, how hard is it to think that Terry Kane was born offsides? He's offsides quite a bit. So that's kind of the things that's kind of something that's lost in terms of uh, appreciating a, a really good finisher is their ability to time the run. Like, a good example is Javier Hernandez. Like he was mm. questioned technically, he was questioned sometimes just like his ability to finish. But the one thing was he was a poacher because his ability to put himself in the right positions when the ball was played in and, and to time his run perfectly. There's plenty of players. Ole was like that too. And Percy yeah. was really good. Yeah, so, runs in behind. Yeah, so there, there's t- there's tons of players that I feel like that's kind of a a lost a under underappreciated art of being a forward. It's it doesn't get shouted out as much as it no, should yeah. when someone does it Not well anymore. And yeah. he has the pace. Like I was watching yeah. him and I was like. Oh my! Like you can see, like the earth move beneath his feet with how powerful his strides are and how quick he is. Like, and it doesn't matter if it's a short space. Usually, a big player, longer strides. It's like, oh, he needs more time to get up and running. Like his two-step burst is so fast, yeah. and he covers so much ground. He's like an NBA player that can dunk with three steps from the halfway line. Like, yeah, it, it's just it's remarkable. He's going to be a, a very different striker to D up this year. Different and than he, he's going to learn so much from Pep and the players oh, yeah. around him that he, I think his technical ability is going to go through the roof. And like it's going to peak or not peak, but his potential with it is going to be at its highest because he's playing with so many technical. players players around him that he's going to learn so much and he's laser focused yeah too. laser so, focused yeah. man you know like, like i said justice needs to be had on fulham and their grounds crew staff how dare they i wouldn't let my dog play on that pitch it was so dry and uneven and bumpy it's a it's a miracle that to even i'll stop <laughs> <laughs> i'll stop i had my phone on instagram why don't you just uh give us your two cents about the game connor because personally i can't wait uh <sighs> Klopp went and made his remarks. Um, it was funny. As he will we always do. We were joking about it before the game, too. Or before and the game ended. We the worst part is I think that one was one of his most level-headed press conferences off of how the performance went. Like, he offered a lot of good insight that was giving credit to Fulham. And, yes, he Sneaks couldn't help. Those. I think he's trolling. No, but it's, good. Dry, it's but good that you bring that up. It's probably also, I, I think it is literally a strategy of his to just shift the poor performance off of the team and on to this one, it's more tough to escape. Man but manager. He now is taking some of the blame for that. And he also offered himself up in the press conference, but we could get into the weeds with that. Like, there, there's plenty of good It's just funny, that to, it's funny to pick out. It, it is yeah. funny, yeah. yeah. I didn't think it was going to come out, but well, <laughs> listen to the other 98% of the post match presser, and I think you'll be impressed with what Fulham he had have to had say. their fun since, though, I tell you. They are going. They're doing their rounds their on social, social media. media. Team is really <laughs> stepping up the plate. Yeah, it's probably a full marketing campaign that they launched. It's worth it going back. Fulham's tweets the last two or three days, at least once a day. There's a. I can't wait from like a year from now. Even if they get relegated, is like it's 
they like reference it in like, yeah. a TikTok or something because yeah. I feel like a lot of clubs do that. Yeah, yeah. especially the TikTok realm. That's yeah. like a rogue part of social media. For t- <laughs> they just let anyone do whatever they the want. Admin, I think. The yeah. Admin yeah. For, this, for TikTok yeah. is just off. The, if you want to shit chain. on another team or player, do it. It's all good. It'll be like mar- it'll be like marching back to the championship, and it'll be the video of like Mitrovic literally. dancing by yeah. Van Dyke, <laughs> like, literally, and they'll be like proud as can be. They'll find any way to do it. Um, but the game itself, I think at this point. You've heard it all around from probably any pundit, any fan. Uh, this is one of Liverpool's worst performances under Klopp in three plus years, like three years, I'd say. Everything was off from the beginning whistle, and that is credit to Fulham. Fulham took it to us. Like I think any side would have been rattled on the day with how well Fulham came out and played ball. Like they were taking it to us, not shy at all. And what compensated the fact of Liverpool's result was their performance. Balls being played out of the back. They're a yard wide of the receiving foot. They're um, bouncing. Nothing was clean. The desire to work off the ball didn't seem like it was there, but mainly just a disconnected side, and Klopp was confused. I don't think there's a rhyme or reason to it. We came out, got a result against City in the Community Shield. What changed from then to this past weekend? And that is a huge mystery, and I don't know that anyone has the answer to it. And Klopp said his job as a manager is to now figure that out. What, mm-hmm. what happened? What changed? He he did mention the lack of depth in midfield. Tiago comes off injured. Kata's sick. I'm pretty done with Kata, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It was a, a game where Liverpool's midfield depth was put, kind of hung out to dry with, like, we kind of need someone. Um, and... I would like to get someone by the end of the window because Elliot comes on, Milner comes on. Milner was probably the best midfielder on the day. Like he comes in, yeah. is willing to go body to body with these Fulham guys and um, actually offer just a steady performance as he always does. But I want, we need another like defensive minded midfielder. I think Harvey Elliott will have enough creative ability to offer coming off the bench, even a Curtis Jones. Ox can go forward more than he can defend, so it's just time to add depth. I don't care if it's a big-name signing or not. I don't think it will be. doesn't need to be. It, no, it has never needed to be means. on that side, and that's massive credit to Liverpool and Klopp. You've made very, very much do with what you've gotten. So I, to your point, it's, and it's a good one, uh, you don't need a, a world beater to come in. You could... A halfway decent player could really stand out and probably do pretty well on that side with the players around him. So yeah, and there's guys available. Yeah, and like you mentioned, Tiago out. I mean, six weeks. You're gonna need someone to fill in just based it's not off good. that. So no, yeah, like it's, it's just off fun. a hamstring injury. Um, it was just very, very uncharacteristic of Liverpool. That was, I think, the thing that stood shocking. out to me the most was it was there was just very little energy. They just didn't seem rattled. up for it. You seem rattled. Which was, I never the whole game. Never too. Seen, you whole never game. See we settled in what the last thirty minutes, but. Yeah. Then at that point, you could tell we were chasing a game. Quite Trent also, I mean, I feel like a lot of there was a lot of stick torn, thrown towards his way just based off the the goal that he, was understandably his his error. Um, but yeah, I feel like even his even his passing was poor because he's a player that likes to play it long across diagonal ball, diagonal balls across. It seemed like he couldn't even handle that. Um, not that I think that will you know be a long term effect, but it sucks to see that when there's a lot of. People question his ability defensively. I mean, it is questionable at times, but he's also, I mean, he's still 
it's a, it's a struggling Liverpool. It was a Liverpool side that was struggling on the day. So obviously they're going to be people pointing yeah. out just one player, right? Yeah. When it's easy, when it's easy to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to deny so, that Trent got bullied on. He the got Liverpool dunked post. on pretty bad yeah, by exactly. Mitro. I think a lot of outside backs might get dunked on. That was a crotch by Mitrovic. Yeah. By Mitrovic, yeah. but like one, you got to be aware that he's there, and two, just jump. Please just jump with some conviction. And show a desire to win the ball when you're defending. That's all the, the I need. The touch on the ball defensively can be horrible too. It can be alarmingly bad, but any touch was was needed there. So and it was the, it was obviously the non contest that I think was and you he, know stood out the most. He, but yeah, he was so shy in his defense that Mitrovic literally like headed the ball down into his head, yeah. and that's what kind of made it loop over Allison. I think Allison also could have done better with the save, but it was an awkward one. Yeah. Um, we already went down the penalty road in our group chat. Um, oh my! Uh, have you oh, had some have, time to sleep yeah, on it? And yeah. maybe Should we, uh, we we took a look at the Howlers replay booth uh, for context. Connor was literally giving us at least ten different angles of this of this incident, and we just were like, "These happen in the game. VAR is unfair, unjust at times." Or I don't even think it was. I a just VAR. thought it was knee to knee in all of them. Yeah. You know, I, I, I thought there was con- there was contact made. It warranted a penalty. It's just a situation of a player using the using the situation he's into his advantage and using his body really well to to draw the foul. Um, and I think that just happens. It just happens in the game. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't deny that there was contact. They brushed knees. Yeah, you did. And on the Jalen was trying to tell me that he <laughs> yeah, stepped on his Jay foot. Jay was going in. And the same weekend where, and we'll get to this, where uh, Lissandro maybe could have also been called for a penalty. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's my that's my point. Like it. it it goes. It happens either way, depending on. Yeah, it was a clear. It was t- my point, and was just the sheer fact of if it hadn't been called an open play, I don't think it was enough to be overturned. But it was called an open play, so there wasn't enough to overturn it on VAR, which is fair because I mean we'll get our decisions as the season progresses. Um, and I, I was know. certainly frustrated on the day with how my team played, so I. Connor was a little all these. He got pictures that I don't even think the photographers got. So we're different right. games. I have my connections. <laughs> it's not. It's not of the same game. But um, thought he can get one and fast. One over I mean, fair play to Mitrovic too. I mean, he proved us wrong. Proved me wrong for me talking about him. Not. I'm not that I think still first game of the season. He easily can go on a, uh, you know, a dry a dry spell. But go tits up. But that it's but like, proof that he gets chances. You know, yeah. It's proof that yeah, he's put, he's put in the right position. He is a clinical forward in terms of just. You know those moments where a lot, a lot of forwards you think would probably miss, but uh, no, you know, fair play to Fulham. They played out of their socks and they really gave it to Liverpool. Really showed them no respect. So hopefully, Marco Silva can finally get some backing. Just coming out and making that statement. I forget. I think it was Alan Shearer who was saying that teams or he didn't prefer playing promoted sides on the opening day because it's like those teams have to. Like, they come out with everything they had. It's never been an issue for Liverpool, and it still shouldn't be. But I think he, when he was speaking on that, it was more mid-table. It's a good point. It's mid-table a respectful point to Related make to Villa. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I do have to shout Nunez. Nunez is the only player that kept us in that game. Salah turned it on late. Um, but At least he scored, for, for him to come off the bench and have so many question marks around him and then be that, not only score, but be Dude, the impact great player. Great finish, too. Also, yeah. great finish. It was his second attempt with the flick. Yeah, to do that back-to-back <laughs> with just like, <laughs> yeah. like, those are his first two chances in the match, like, and you're just like, yep, you know what you're are you taking thing. the piss? You're getting flair with him, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But you mentioned... Maybe a little bit of a question mark around Nunez next week, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm curious from a neutral perspective or a United Bias perspective of <laughs> do you think Nunez 
should start next week based on his performance this week. Like over Bobby or Jota. I don't know if Jota's healthy, but I mean, uh, you would play Nunez up top with the nine. Yeah, you could play Jota in the nine. I, I see you you're think asking. He starts, do you think oh, he automa- starts? Did Bobby start? Bobby started this, ma- this automatically match. Automatically go yes. with Nunez. I think. I think at least he's. I I get that. Either way, I don't think it. it I I don't think it matters. Like that, you think that's the same? same you that's think a fair answer. Liverpool will get the same output from. I think he. I think it won't affect the player and his ability to be have an impact. And I don't think either way. If he starts or doesn't, I think either both will put in good performances and. I think Klopp knows what he's doing in terms of when to bring players on, when to work, working them into the side. We, we talk around a lot of, about that, but I think that's something Klopp's really good at. And if he's if he's deciding to keep Nunes on the bench, then there's something behind that, and you should you should trust it as a Liverpool fan and as a player if you're if you're Nunes. Um, so I th- I don't think it matters either way. I think he'll he'll make an impact. He'll he'll get chances to score if he comes in. I go Nunes all the I way. Mean, honestly, that sticks out. He. And this is, let me also say how highly I rate Jota. I, I think you could have probably just gone into the season with Jota as your starting striker and you would have been in no worse shape, to be quite honest, because he's got a lot of prime experience. I just rate him as a player. But if I had to choose, I would probably choose Nunes, but I don't think it matters either way. Yeah. I think I think where it's a little bit different is a lot of massive signing players Holland comes to mind too. It's not like you start Nunez whenever Holland plays, but if you see uh, your biggest league rival sort of riding their striker out, he's getting a lot of goals. I kind of want to do the same thing with my striker. Again, my my Klopp, my brain and Klopp's brain is probably two very different brains. But with <laughs> Nunez, I'm like, no, like let me. As long as he's scoring, he scored last week. I'm going to try and get him back out next week to score again. Clearly, the link up with Mo worked well enough. They had mm-hmm. a decent little partnership going. Maybe you disagree there, but he seems to fit in with the wingers pretty well, and I think instead of waiting for him to work his way into the side and earn it, wait till he goes a couple games where he doesn't look that good or wait till Liverpool something like, I don't couldn't imagine looking worse than they did then on Saturday. But right. my, my only, I guess the only doubt I have is if he does start and doesn't score a goal, then back on his back case. on his case again. That's mine. Cause in it, yeah. Yeah, it also adds to the fact of like the perf- poor performance. It's kind of a knee-jerk reaction to then start him by Klopp yeah. or makes it look that way, re- whether it is or not. Um, and then if he doesn't come out and form- perform, then he's he's going to hear a lot of it. I don't think that matters to the Liverpool team at all. No, and I, I just, think Klopp's yeah. going to stick to his instincts and stick to what his coaching I think staff Jota, thinks. Is, I think Jota comes out. It could also be a matchup thing. Like It, it could be like, or, today think, we want to play more through the lines. Like he probably thought Fulham was going to tuck it in with a low block system where Bobby would have been more likely to break down the team, whereas like Nunez running in behind, he might not have thought they were going to have the opportunity to do that against Fulham. Yeah, no, that, um, that that's a good point. They, they're they're very different players. Yeah. They play Palace next week, and I think Nunez is going to get a lot more space in behind because Palace is going to try to, like they're going to at least counter, and yeah. then um, we you have catch them we off have guard. a quick outlet. But that's them. why I think you might want to bring him off the bench. Yeah, because fresh legs. By the point, by that point, Palace will probably be worked in pretty hard, just based off the fact Liverpool will out, outwork them and will just harp on them if they open themselves up so much that if you bring Nunes on in like the 65th minute, I mean he could get he could bag too. Yeah, especially so with fresh legs. I think I think Nunes should sit the bench one more game, just because of the media and based off the fact that Klopp. I think Klopp. No, I think Klopp's going to bench just based off that fact that the yeah. media could easily get on his back again. He might even just do it not to like conform to media perspective. Exactly. Yeah, because people are like, "Oh, like you got to start him." Also, you gotta start Bobby him. caught a lot of flack for like 
not like he didn't put in that bad of a shift. He came out in like the 60th minute. Yes, he's an older strike, but like he hasn't been a starter all last season. Like you got two strikers who score, and you got one who's really good about link up play and doesn't score that much. I just think you have to lean towards the strikers that score, especially if they both are scoring. I, no, you, hasn't gotten you don't have yet, to if you have two outside wingers that score. It's b- like Kane is great about link up, and he also scores. I don't mean I don't want to interview or uh, compare players when it's just it's sort yeah, of the, meaningless. You, but I'm like with Firmino, I'm like, oh, isn't Liverpool past the Firmino stage and in a good way? Have you guys not grown to where you have now two strikers? You just stole. Such a capable no, I player. think I think your point doesn't really line up because Conte's has a different system than Klopp and you guys rely on Kane right, for the, goals. The bad idea to bring up Kane that yeah. I should have not done that. Um, it won't ever happen again. Uh, <laughs> but, I'm, but when I look at Liverpool as a squad, I'm thinking, I think I they've know you progressed mean, past I know the you time mean, where, right. for, oh, but Firmino does all this when you aren't looking. I shouldn't even say it like that because a lot of, largely there's a lot of good that does, <laughs> I'm just imploding on myself. But again, Jota, Nunez, both going to bad goals. Jota has tons of Premier League experience, yeah. success, so... That's where I'm like, are you we guys still have, doing this? You guys have no issues in the attacks in the attacking third, so I think that, midfield. I, that, you bring I guess up that's is, a good point of all of this is like we can debate who's coming in, who's not coming in. Depth is good for Liverpool, not for me or for anybody. I want, but, I want Matthias Nunez still. Do you do you think maybe to, to I guess to wrap up on the whole Liverpool point? Do you maybe just last out the season how it is and go full in for Jude, or do you? Pick a midfielder who can maybe put a little band aid over the not a leak. I don't want it to say that it's not like Anfield's imploding, but I think you know. <laughs> I think we leak. need yeah for real. We everybody need evacuate a thirty million dollar midfielder. And if I found it, I saw I saw like a thing come up on my just a ESPN or something that was like John Henry FSG owner. Like they got like some money boost from somewhere. Not that that has anything to do with Liverpool, but. They need a $30 million CDM with potential to grow in the side. And at the very least, we buy him this season. And he develops in a very like significant side, very established side. And we can sell him for more money. What's interesting is like you bring this or loan him out. You're good. I don't want to keep dragging this on, but it's an interesting point with the whole Jew thing. Like, do you, not that it's going to happen, but like Liverpool wants to challenge for the title this year. And. City have made so much investment, and not that Liverpool haven't, but to sign Jude is a sign that you guys are gunning for the title. Yeah, but he he's already locked up. I know, year. but like that's my point. It's like, and I don't think it's one or the other. Like, I think we can still do both. No, I think you still could challenge, but I feel like, I think if you were to buy him or 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 go for like a big money move for a player, then it would be more staple in what you guys are trying to do this season. Because I don't know. The expectation is to challenge for the title, but I don't know if that's what's going to happen, and I don't think it's going to happen. But then it's the Champions League, so it's a it's a weird scenario because it's weird because you see a lot of investment. And it's like, oh, this, this is the year they're going for it. Like they're going for it. I would almost la- so rather. So would, would be, you rather wait until Jude's in for that to happen? Like for that mentality. To if happen? the side stays together, then yes. Like I think I, I'm willing to wait. Um, I also think Liverpool is a more dangerous animal in the Champions League when they're not the favorite. This year, yeah. City's going to be favored. Bayern's going to be I don't think favored. City's going to be favored. I think Madrid Liverpool is are still favored. In the Champions League this PSG, season? They, PSG, I know PSG like, are pretty fa- heavily favored PSG in the Champions League, too. They're going to get But more so than they typically but are. But as long as they're not, like, that guy, it, it gives Liverpool the mentality edge of, like, give I, us that chip. I think, we are I think Liverpool are the, the... They've been the deadliest in the Champions League 
one of the deadliest teams in Champions League for the last three. I years. don't disagree with that. They're that they're good in the underdog position. I just don't. I'll on every Champions League tournament they qualify for for the next five or six seasons. As long as that core team is there, they aren't. They can't be underdogs because all of those right. guys have so many Champions League minutes. So that's where I think. But they'll fall. I take like the edge on Liverpool. Fifth. Like I or yes, three, the final, what, what, third, fourth, or fifth. If they were to reach even what the this the semifinal or quarterfinal of Champions League, would that would that not be Van Dyke's like third like third or? It's been three years in a row they've gotten there, right? Because when did you lose to Madrid? Yeah, so Mourinho talks about it. It wasn't three in a row. It was that was eighteen nineteen, I think. Mm, But and then we got bounced by uh, Mourinho talked about it. It's about it's about history within the club. It's not about the amount of money you invest. Liverpool have it in their DNA to be in the as of recent, especially they have it in the past. But in terms of their bill, as of recently, they are Champions League contenders more so than PSG are and more so than Man City are. That's what we're built to do, too. Like Liverpool I I, has always been the team that is the best in the world to win on any given day. That is what we were last season. That is um, what we were even two, three seasons I ago. Do, but I, this is what you're doing. You're trying to put yourself... He's doing the thing again where he's trying to make it seem Defense. like Liverpool are not... Oh, I, was just, I was just agreeing with no, you no, no, on no, why. I, like, I think that's a legit... I think what you said is very we, legitimate. We're more that, apt to beat City in a cup competition on across two legs. Yeah, you're more favorite. That's what, I like, think that's why I think you're, it's Madrid and you. Yeah, Madrid and Liverpool, without a doubt. PSG are like tenth now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was curious as to what like because PSG are pretty like they're like three to one odds almost in a lot of people to go. City has Star to be players. heavy too. City's got to be up there um, in terms of experience. But let's not start by shitting on United. Let's start by complimenting the football Graham Potter and Brighton played on Sunday. It was very good. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, uh, this has been pointed out, but. They used all of the field, every single square inch of the field. They used uh, the wingbacks get really wide, and that put a lot of pressure on the United defenders. But what I noticed too is like all of the the front like six players are just so willing to go wherever the fuck they need to go to to get the job done. Well, like it's a fluid system, it's very fluid, and everybody seems like they it's very sacrificial. Everybody has a role, but everybody's willing to venture or sort of rover around the field where it's needed. And if it's going to help link up play, go where the, where the ball is going to be not where you want to meet the ball necessarily. But Lalana was very good. Uh, I, there's a midfielder whose name escapes me, but he was also fantastic on the day too. But man, I mean, gross was gross was phenomenal. So, uh, you know, Trussard, I mean, he's always looking, he's always linking play up. He's always creating chances for his team. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was concerned going into this game. I think I mentioned that at the live watch. I, 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 I predicted a win just based off the fact that I always, I always want my team. to I win. I thought they would win, and I and it's Ten Hogs' first game. I thought there would edge, have been some effort. sort of edge, yeah, like some sort of edge, something to push us on, um, a clean slate scenario almost. I mean, it's kind of hard. It's probably I probably should have not thought that way because we still have players at this club that should not be there, but. Yeah, I think uh, Potterball is ingrained in these players' heads, so it's never going to be easy matching up against them, no matter if we have Ten Hag or not. I think Brighton are one of the hardest teams to face. I think they're the most creative team within the bottom half or within the top ten that isn't... We're from. I know what you mean. Yeah. You dangerous know I mean. mid-table dangerous team. Dangerous mid-table team. So the biggest concern is our midfield. Again, Fred and McTominay, I unfortunately did not catch the game, but... Th- I, I watched the highlights. I talked to many people. I, you know, I followed up on a lot of the, p- the pages that I, I watching would have been more at. exhausting than a half yeah. marathon. So <laughs> I felt like I ran a half marathon probably, after watching just the second half of United. So. Probably, probably, but I did catch the highlights, and I mean, McTominay sloppy on the ball. 
stepping to players, closing down players, allowing allowing Brighton to create is the biggest issue you can cause for any side. And our defense is just not cohesive enough. Luke Shaw jogging back the goal that this the first goal, Gross Scott. I mean, Luke was pl- maybe your worst player pl- on the play through I'd the line, play through the lines easily. McGuire. Puts his hand like he's just like he turns slowly. McGuire got a yellow and ball like is pl- ten minutes in. Ball is played across the box. Shaw is the man is covering Gross and it's tapped in. Because Lissandro got pulled out. Yeah, Lissandro got pulled McGuire out. McGuire was McGuire was out of position. Out of position. So he's dragged over. I think is what the situation was. Kind of like pulled up. Like pulled he was up, tracking it, like a late run yeah. in or something. And it's like, dude, you got to slide off yeah. that man and expect your midfield to drop in and pick that Ex- top of the eighteen b- box exactly guard box up. So I mean. That our our back line's just not a unit, and I didn't think that Ten Hag was going to fix that in three weeks. It's a lot to expect that to happen, and I just thought that there would be more edge going forward to save us. I didn't think it was going to be a clean sheet. I predicted a three, a two or three one win. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and 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 belittle the team. I guess it's just more so disappointing, and it's the first game of the season. There's still plenty of the season left, and. There's just certain players that shouldn't be there. Fred and McTominay should not play together. I think Fred should play over McTominay if there's one midfielder to stay. Uh, Maguire, I don't know why Veron's benched. I do not know why that's happening. Uh, another problem that I definitely agree with from a lot, what a lot of pundits are saying is the center focus around Ronaldo and making him the sole focus when he's not on the pitch. When United went down 1-0, they immediately panned the camera to him on the bench throwing his hands up in the air. That's That to me is concerning. That to me... It shows that screams distraction. Screams distraction, and it just seems like it's creating something that maybe not isn't really necessarily there. I mean, yes, he's he a, doesn't even defend. He, he's <laughs> he's like horrible. He's not even on the pitch. He's not even on the pitch. That's what I mean. Like he's up, he's allowed to be upset. He's allowed to be um, uh, adamant about the situation. So just get the camera off of him. Like it and doesn't I, make any sense. I agree, and I think. This is some. This is something I feel pretty strongly about. Obviously, I know we've had our fair share of debates on how I I view Ronaldo as a player. But remove any bit of personal aspect from it. Remove any bit of personal feelings. How I feel about him. How he is as a team player. How his reactions have been. The distraction he's been. Just like you said, it's just a shitty look to then immediately pan to the <laughs> bench. Like what? He's not part of the game right now. He says he's not one of the 11 on the field. He had no part in the goal. He has no part of the buildup. He has no part in the struggles happening on the field right now. So, I mean, just like you said, it's just, it's a, it's a bad look. It's just not a good look. And it's not, yeah. it's like, oh, it's, it's, oh, it's such a luxury to have a player like Ronaldo. That's why you have to account for things like this. But it has it felt like a luxury for you the last few months to have a player like him? Or has it been mostly like a money burden, honestly, and a dis- distraction it's, it's burden? It's more of a distraction than a money burden. I mean, it is a, probably a money burden, but it's more of a distraction. And, I mean, going forward, it, I think it was fair to not start him just based off the players that were there during preseason. I know Rashford missed a sitter. Sancho, I believe, was not involved. He didn't get involved that much, but when he was involved, he did look sharp. That's one of the things that I did hear a lot. Uh, and then Bruno was quiet. Erickson and Lissandro were probably the best part about the whole game. Lissandro, yes, having that close call easily could have been a BK for uh, for Brighton. But I'm pretty, um, to my knowledge, Lissandro and Erickson were, was the, good. were the two players that were solid that looked bright. Uh, and it's just on, it's just a situation of this is still the same team. We we'll still sit the same errors, the same issues in defense in midfield. It looks like it's still getting worse though. Because you guys, I know you didn't see the full game, but like, yeah, I would have, I, I wouldn't, I didn't catch the full game. Like, it looked like Ten Hag wanted to play the style of football that he like is trying to instill. He wants to possess the ball, play 
pretty like pretty football out of the back and you played out you you attempted to play out of the back and then within like 10 15 minutes when Brighton was on you and pressing and then also holding possession your united players lost all confidence in their ability to play out the back and then even after that De Gea would have the ball at his feet and he is like forced into thumping the ball long but you have no one up there that can yeah. win long balls so it's like you have you have no structure for possession in that side. You are going to see none of the ball if you cannot put, possess out of the back. You don't have a midfield in court. Like it's just like really, it's still on that teetering point. And it's like if these guys cannot just gain some confidence and trust their own ability, like they're complicating the game for themselves. And no, yeah. it, it looks uglier and uglier. And it's, I, it's I think here's here's where the main obvious the, the main worry is. Uh, even if you had managed to squeak away with a point, obviously, as we've seen, the, the product was not good. The football was not good. And all of a sudden, now next week, you guys have... That was close. That was insane. Uh, now next week, you guys have Brentford, which is feeling like a bigger and bigger game. You know, like, the, you still had largely many of the same problems going into opening day last year that you did this year, but you guys ended up winning that game by, like, a substantial margin. It, yeah. was, it was good vibes. Pogba got assist. I mean, it yeah. was like, it was, we, even if we were questioned where United would finish, we still thought, man, they're still going to be a scary team to play. And they got some scary Dons on that team. But now it's like, I shit, think, you're looking for your first point of the season and it's not going to be easy earned by any team. I don't think that any team, every team is going to smell blood at Old Trafford now when they get there. And when they welcome United, they're going to go, we can, we can bang these guys. I mean, let's, we can really bring it to them. So I think the, the good thing about the result is that, I hope Ten Hag will look at this side and remove the players that have been needed to have been removed a season ago. So I don't understand why McTominay is playing. I do not understand why Maguire is still playing. I my brother and I were texting about it. Like, is there something in their con? I mean, Maguire more so probably something in his contract. Interesting where he has to think to play, about. But why is McTominay playing? Yeah. Why is he on that pitch? And why is Veron on the bench? So it's like I'm hoping this weeds out the players that clearly are not up to the task. I'm hoping. I I swear, if I see McTominay on the on the team sheet next week, I'm. I would feel the same. I would feel that way about McGuire. Yeah, I mean, I feel it's so boring now shitting on McGuire because it's, it's like everybody does it. It's, it's not fun. It's, it's not even like it's not even like I want to shit on the player. It's like we, he just need these enough players. These players just need to be removed for the for the betterment of their own careers and for the betterment of the club. And maybe a bench will do some of these players right. I'm, I just when give, was the last time Aguirre got sat? Did he get sat at all last season I for how got, bad as he I played? Think he, I don't think he's, he's... He's played probably the most games in that United So side. you bring up the whole contract thing with McTominay, and I'm like, I, I, I don't disagree with you there, but the whole, with Maguire, that's what blows my mind even more because it... I mean, it truly seems like there's no performance he could put out that would see him bench the next I, I would game. like to see Garnacho in for Rashford, potentially, and, and Donnie in for... Yeah, for Who's going to bring that up, too? Yeah. I, Rashford's not going to make this season if this if this keeps... It's this also is the worst game. possible it's start It's also one game. This is the thing. I'm not trying to like make it seem like... like I think there's still life in Rashford. There, I don't think there's hope with McTominay, and I don't think there's hope with McGuire. With Rashford, I, we've seen it. It's there. And to judge him off the first game this season, I think that's tough. Well, it's the first game, Andrew, but it's also a really poor last season. I'm, I mean, you're the right. Bar. One one game, we should not put too much too much of anything into it. But he looked so frustrated. No, and he did. So yeah. down on himself. I that I'm watching that. it, and I'm like, oh, Marcus. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm empathetic, and that's probably why I'm saying that. So 
Like judge me, <laughs> judge me, me all you want. Me like, and Guy on United, I'm like, I would, lo- yeah, I would love to no, see him I, get it I th- done. I think Garnacho should get a should get a run in the, in the side. I think Alanga's we still have Alanga, and hopefully Martial's back soon. But I don't know. I, I think that was a blow. I, I think Ronaldo will start up top. I think because I believe I Rash- think that was just a statement to make like that. Ten Hag is in control. Yeah, and he talked. He talked afterwards in the in the post match. Gave Ronaldo some credit. Yeah, he's the the pundit is like asking the dumbest questions I've ever heard. But it's like. What, what was one of the questions that we heard? I was listening earlier, but... It was, like, the most loaded question yeah. about Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you and, think he came on and made an impact? Yeah, like, and, and he, he was like, yes, I, he did. Like, I, he came on and did. So dumb. He's a top-quality player. This is what he does, and um, he can only do so much in 30 minutes or, or, or what whatever it was. But, yeah, it's first game of the season, and we if we can't judge a team, not to compare them to Liverpool, we, if we can't judge teams across uh, the league... Them. If we can't judge other teams across the league, we can't judge United too much. Yes, yeah. it's tough. It's a bad result, but we go we go again next weekend. And that's that's how I'm looking at the season. You have to take it game by game, and I trust Ten Hag. I trust the process with him. It's just the players I don't trust. Some of them I don't, and that's what that's the biggest issue. So we'll see what happens with them. If if I was Ten Hag, I would lose every game intentionally until the last week of the transfer window. <laughs> oh yeah, just to, I would be like to the guys that I want. I'd be like, all right. The biggest Look, I want bear with me. You bear with me. Like I'm doing this for a reason. I'm going to play these guys to prove that they're not good enough. We're going to lose every game until the window. You guys are safe. <laughs> it's going to hurt. You guys are going to start after the window ends. But come that last week of the transfer window, I need these players. So you just have to make the sacrifice for right now. And we're going to lose every match until then, so I can get what I need. It'll be. I got to say. I mean, I want to hear your thoughts on because there have been a few. Transfer mumblings yes. around. That so, have been pretty- which is confusing to me because I believe Ten Hag, when, when he signed on, he wanted full control of decisions made like this. And the likes of Arnautovic being uh, us putting a bit in for him. Arnautovic has Avram Glazer written all over him. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's, he, he's got like... He's I, starting I to grow it, in the little ponytail right now. <laughs> dude, he, as he was leaving the stadium, it was, it was disgusting. Dude, he has the grossest... It was hard to even look at. I'm trying not to make a joke about it, but it was, I mean, foul to do that camera angle as he was. Anyway, keep going. It made me sick if I think about it enough. So the Anatovic one is extremely interesting. I think it's covering for, like, obviously Ronaldo potentially leaving and Martial getting injured. We're panicking. We're, we're making a decision where there wasn't really much thought behind it. And now we've backed out of Anatovic. We made a £8 million bid, which was rejected by Bologna. You guys were like, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> we will not be returning to negotiations. Uh, to be f- in, in his defense, he did score 14 goals last season. but I, I And he like, wanted the move. He yeah, was he keen did. on it. He was keen on it. But he's 33 years old. Um, he's well, I lost my point. He start, uh, and, and it feels like a move that is similar to Cavani and Igalo. Yeah. And it, not Cavani was... Cavani worked out well. Cavani also is different class than Anatovich's. Yeah. But it seems like that panic buy, let's get a player in, let's let's cover for our losses situation. Uh, I'm happy that we're not continuing. Arnautovic is a very difficult personality. He, he is. Yeah. Like yes. He yeah. comes with the comments of racism and the struggles that were, I think it was the Euro. West Ham um, fans he's, he's did also not a like temperamental him. player on what the pitch. He, he is, he he's one of West Ham's all-time leading scorers, and he's like universally hated by the entire fan base. He, he, I think his move from Stoke was also really questionable. And when he left uh, West Ham, he was like demanding to leave, and I think he yeah. took... like. The team ended to end up taking a pay cut because of him because it was such a nuisance on everything. Yeah, so it, it like, just doesn't. United, the one bad thing is like 
you really got rejected for an $8 million break. <laughs> like, did you want the guy or not? Because yeah. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't have been a big deal if it's like, oh, 10 mil, they got Arnautovic, adds depth. I'm still assuming that Ten Hag is making these decisions, and I think he might have been just covering his basis if Ronaldo does depart, that's that, what, yeah, that's that he I'm has saying. someone to slide in. But, like, dude, you're, you're, you're literally, like, it's starting be to look off. like you're pulling a United with how these transfers go down. Yeah. And it's $8 million. You want Erickson in the nine if you're not going to, if Ronaldo goes, like, don't don't bring in Arnautovic. Unless they have no money. The only they th- must have money. The only thing that I think as to why it was rejection is because he did score 14 goals for them last season. So he's like their biggest player. They probably want to squeeze more cash out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I get. that's that's off the table, which I'm happy with. I don't want a player like that in the club. And then we have Rabio from Juventus. Um, obviously a young talent coming up through PSG, made his free transfer to Juventus, came with a lot of issues, um, particularly with his mother too, being his agent. She's very hands-on. Veronique Rabio, Very involved. And not that I think Rabio will solve any of our issues. Well, not, not, not any of our issues, but he's not the young, and he's not the caliber of player that I think, with obviously with the difficulty that comes with him, is what United needs right now. Um, reading on the athletic page, they mentioned that he's very his physicality and his care for the ball is something that might be useful for Ten Hag in terms of just maintaining possession. Uh, he's very physical. He gets involved um, heavily with his, just his, his presence on the pitch. So that might be something that could be different from what we have. McTominay is the same player, but worse. So yeah. I'm not expecting this player to come in and make a whirlwind of uh, performances, but I mean... He's going guess, into a struggling side. Yeah, he like is. He's only ever experienced a very comfortable culture yeah. and kind of had the easy road to being that top, higher level player. But, like, yeah, he's, like, he's McTominay with a little bit more ball control. Yeah. Or he's like Fellaini, like a GQ's version of Fellaini. Fellaini. So, uh, <laughs> not, so it's kind of a confusing transfer. It's not the midfielder that we wanted to replace the young at all. So it definitely, um, it definitely stings, but... I mean, we, we kind of just have to take what we can get at this point. I think the window is it's winding down, and certain midfielders are going to stick to where they're at or they're going to go elsewhere. De Jong looks like he's going to Chelsea based off what they're willing to offer to Barcelona in terms of covering for his wages. And, and also cha- in terms of what shape Barcelona are in yeah, right now. Yeah, Champions League football as well. So, I don't know. I, I, I trust Ten Hag enough that in this decision there will be some good from it. So, just like I said, trust the process. Trust, trust Ten Hag, and hopefully... Maybe with Rabio's um, arrival, that will free up the midfield for McTominay to leave, and it'll create I don't know a more stable, more stable side. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. But. I feel like McTominay's your Eric Dyer, not necessarily similar no. to form, but he feels no. like somebody who you'll never get rid of, even if you think you like. <laughs> actually, that's actually, you feel stuck for life with him. Like that's no, McGuire. Yeah, McGuire <laughs> as well. There's actually a couple of players you could potentially put on that list, but for Fred's up there too. Like, it's just like there. how do you keep... Dyer's better than all of them? Dyer's, Dyer's been one of the better center backs in the it's league. It's crazy last that season. Dyer's better than McGuire. Yeah, at this literally, point. because he was so atrocious, and he and both he... gunning for an England spot, and yeah. and everybody knows how uh, vehemently Woodgate has backed up. Southgate, Gareth Southgate, Southgate. <laughs> has backed up Maguire. You know, he said he's gotten behind the mic and said he's people don't understand how far Harry Maguire's gotten us as a country in, in these tournaments. Well, and he's he a huge well player. So that's that's different. what it is. That's Fucking what it weird, is. Yeah. Man. I don't know. But hey, we got we go again next weekend against Brentford and I mean drop some more points. More more can be <laughs> more will be more can be said after that match, I think. Yeah. So 
Sorry, you called me beer sip. Jeez, I don't know of a team that's gotten as much slack as Chelsea have after winning their opening game. All the, all the topic has been is how they lacked creativity. Not untrue. How they're going to really struggle unless they find a good striker. Probably not untrue. But defensively, they looked great. I mean, that's something I think Tuchel maybe doesn't get enough credit for is how they can <clears throat> control from the back. And now he has a deep defensive line. Really good to see Chilwell and James out there. Don't think they paid, played particularly that all that great, but oh. really good to see him back out there. Chilwell especially. Chilwell drew the foul, too, in the box that I think. Yeah, he did. Right? So, yep. but good he, on you. I mean, his, his position is is for the taking. And Cucurella looks off awesome. Looked, yeah. He was the best part about Chelsea's side. Yeah. The, be, the best three players were Sterling, Koulibaly, and Cucurella. Yeah. New yeah, true. Well... I mean, I, I think it's something that is is certainly very valid, and you can it's it's evident watching them play. It's like we we brought up earlier how well City transitioned from playing the false nine to the exact opposite of the false nine, where a lot will go end up going through their striking channel. But yeah, I mean, I feel like it's pretty easy to tell watching Chelsea that there is a very distinct lack of creativity. I wouldn't necessarily say De Jong solves that problem. I think the main solution is a striker and. That should be something they should be trying to get done. Aubameyang is somebody who, from the get-go, I thought would be a good fit for them. And that started to gain more traction as I think it's gone on. But this is a team that I think will very much struggle without a central striker. It's weird. They're deep in every other category. They're an excellent team in most every other categories of the game. But some teams just they, they can't swing it with the false nine. They need somebody who's a, who's a killer, who's a go-getter. And that's how Chelsea's got a lot of their success. So well, yeah, That's what we thought with Warner. I mean, and, it, and Lukaku and now that in Lukaku, but now, I mean, Lukaku's left and Warner is, is going to back to Leipzig. Leipzig. <laughs> yeah. He's headed back home. So I, I think with Chelsea, the midfield situation is also very interesting because I mean, if they were to bring De Young in, where the hell are they going to fit all these players? They got to, they got to off. And where's so financial fair play coming to come into account? Um, well, clearly that's been out the window yeah, the last yeah. couple of years with everybody. It's just so. something that people say. It's but, a made-up yes, fucking system. They do have Jorginho. They do have Kovacic. Conte. They have Conte. They have Gallagher. Loftus-Cheek, I know he plays on the wing a lot these he days. Came on. But he still can play through the midfield. Um, Mason Mount. So it's very interesting. Just, I, know, I think Mason Mount also plays through the midfield. The wing, too. But, yeah, it's, but, but like very back. interchangeable players that can play in similar positions. So it's I don't know. And, and like we said, they... They did not look good going forward. They did not. And they relied on a lot of their outlet players, which was Sterling. Uh, Cucurella came on, and he was someone that got forward a lot, created chances for them. And, yeah, I don't know. Caught Everton on a day where the fucking sky was falling, too. Yeah. Uh, Holgate. I think is the center picks yeah. up an no not awful. Holgate um, Godfrey picks up a Godfrey. Ho- really poor injury yeah, yeah. Yeah. awful like a awful injury <laughs> hopefully for a speedy recovery but that's that's his season I mean that's not something you come back from before. Yeah. May and then who else picked up the knock too? Yuri Mina, their Yuri star Mina. center back. So, so it's like was hurt most a lot of good portion of the season. I, I, I'm no you know f- massive Frank fan. He gets under my skin a little bit, but Jesus, I'm having sympathy for him. Watching him in that polo, <laughs> sweating bullets. Like, what other center backs do we? Is anybody else able to <laughs> yeah, they play today? Signed like, one, and now they signed another Connor and, Cody. Connor yeah. Cody like. yeah, so that'll that could be. A, I mean, that's like monumental. I now think, it was yeah. big when it happened, but I know we can't. Re- we can say the lack of, of creativity for Chelsea, and, and it's still the first game of the season, so that's still something that we have to take into account. But I think for Everton, this is kind of an okay result. They did lose, but people had yeah. people had them like really coming out and looking Jaylen. shaky. But I Jaylen. yeah, <laughs> I still I still think that same guy who had Spurs sixth though. So <laughs> um, I still think that 
even though they did lose, they they still have something to walk away with that they did hold their own against Chelsea for so long throughout oh, the yeah. match. So, um, yeah, I think I mean Anthony Gordon looked bright as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Besides the blonde hair, I was all for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that kind of came out a lot. Like he was an in sync, but past that, good uh, shift. <laughs> but yeah, no. So they, I mean, they still have quality players, and they have an outlet within Anthony Gordon. They also DCL wasn't playing. DCL was not playing. So hurt. I mean, Demari Gray still a player that can likes to get forward and Played create through midfield. I think in the game. I th- yeah, I think he drops in, into the midfield sometimes, and because he is, he's a I mean, he can pick up yeah, the ball and can. turn and, and drive at players. So hope for Everton. I think with how this performance went. Yeah, um, yeah. Chelsea is also a team they live and die by the clean sheet a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, they get the clean sheet, they get the result, getting it on a pen, maybe not all that convincing. I think Tuchel's going to be tested as a manager of the season if the creativity woes continue. I'm wondering if Chelsea would thrive in a different system. Because I look at it, I think Chilwell, even Cucurella, and James would be better utilized as just outside backs. Like, I see Reese James more as a right back, like similar to a, like a Trent. Like, Trent, Trent oh, yeah. wouldn't play wing back. Like, I think Chelsea, if they're desperate for attacking qualities, why not you try the fi- a 4 3 3? That's the five back. That's yeah. the five back. Like, you can, that, that's what City and Liverpool do to just smother teams on offense in an mm-hmm. attack. Like, maybe it won't match up against them, and then you change the system and play the counter, like, 3 5 2 style, but Tuchel. He's going to have to make some decisions. Their signings, they've been let off the hook heavily, I think, in their signings. Lukaku doesn't work out. Warner doesn't work out. Luckily, their three players they signed this summer panned out. You For could, one game. You mm-hmm. could say that the others, or Timo, I guess, was a Frank signing. But even Kai right now, like, Kai Havertz was paid or was bought for a load of money and he has not proven it's that he funny. can score goals. Ziyech was fifty million. It's funny that too Ziyech, that I like. Yeah, like I think this is just some bullshit I saw on Twitter. With, but people were like, "Imagine if, uh, imagine if Havertz didn't score that Champions League goal. Like if we'd be looking at him way differently. Like has that has that done a lot more for the name Kai Havertz than maybe we've realized this this. Oh, of course he scored the Champions League finals. He won them the Champions League. But it's like. If you think about a lot of the games that have surrounded that, he hasn't looked always that and comfortable. The time that he's been on the pitch, he might be Chelsea, most Chelsea's most skilled player, and that is not a light statement at all, considering the the depth of that team. I still think he could be the most rawly talented player, but it just doesn't really work in the false sign. It doesn't seem he's not that physical. It seems like he's just lacking just the extra bit of percentage that's needed to succeed in a role like that. Some some like type of X factor, but he's not been bad, admittedly. But again, it's like. We all could tell clear as day this was a team that was going to struggle to score goals. So, and I, th- and I think back to your point about the fullback position. Yeah, I definitely think, I definitely think Reese James and Chilwell will serve better defensively than I guess Tuchel will let off to be because, um, and it would boast well for Chilwell because I think defensively he's more solid than Cucurella is, and that would that would be better for him in his position and they would allow for more creativity in the midfield. So, and Cucurella played left like a standard left back for Brighton as well. Yeah. And that's where he had his best season. So like, and, and I think you could get a lot more out of Conte if he's playing a strictly holding midfield and not having to go box to box. Yeah. If he can just sit deeper, win challenges, distribute, he has to do a lot less running. So I think you get a lot more miles out of him this season. But uh, I, th- I think Chelsea will still get there. They had a, I think they had probably one of the best windows. Um, we might only be also seeing the tip of the iceberg with Koulibaly too. That's a, 
I to look so that good highly. in one game already. I, I think he's just that so strong and so composed. Like back there, he looks so he yeah. looks so comfortable, which made the rest of the defense look comfortable. Like that's the shit where I see it. I'm like, oh, that that's the signing that could really fit him. Well, center backs don't always work like that. I think Kanate no. worked out very well at Liverpool, but. He wouldn't be able to do that. He wouldn't slide in like that. A lot younger, a lot less experience, but he wouldn't, yeah. It's like, does Koulibaly become the new Van Dyke at at Chelsea, that type of thing, where he'll always lock down and anchor their defense, make everybody around him play better, but... I mean, he's a step up from Rudiger, and I mean, Rudiger was solid for Chelsea, so... I gotta say... Here we go. I gotta say, I was very nervous. guys, I'll see you Yeah, yeah, that's it. We're actually out of time. (laughs) Gas leak. We're out of power. Fire alarms going off. Doorbells ringing. Flash flood. Uh, Good start for Tottenham. Seems like a team that will be able to score many, many goals this season. It's nice that... Great. Great start. Great start. You're right, Andrew. Um, I, I will say, too, before I go on my Tottenham tangent... If there's one team that can leak goals in bunches, more so than any other club in the prem at Southampton, that's a serious fucking problem that Hasanotel has to has to figure out. He has to remove that leak factor from them because it's like we've said so many times, every season someone puts up nine or eight on them. Like they they will give up a crazy amount of goals. The differential suffers badly because of that, which then they lose out on spots. I mean, they don't finish in a high enough spot in the table to like, you know, for that to really matter, but this is a club that very badly needs to get their shit together after letting in a goal because it when it rains at Southampton, it pours. With that said, um, what'd you say? You 50, 50 cent. Exactly. When it rains, it pours. <laughs> we all know. Uh, but a lot of good You're to really pull from give Spurs. That quote to 50 cent? Isn't that just 50 like cent? A, isn't that just like an old... No, it's a know. song. But it's, I think he popularized it. When it rains, it pours. Yeah. Know. Jesus. But it's also just like a... Old saying from the yeah, but I like the song when it rains it pours. I think maybe maybe Fiddy popularized it a little bit. Now he made it his own. Shout out Fiddy. Yeah. But anyway, we'll have to have a rap dialogue. At, yeah, that's so, in the bonus episode this week. We're going to arguing about fifty. Anyway, we got a free. That's on our that's on our, <laughs> that's on our, pa- our Patreon. Yeah, that's our Patreon. <laughs> we go through fifty cents discography every week, and we. Talk about what's good and what's bad. No, um, a, a lot, a lot of good to pull. Uh, as we all noticed, Kane and Son were not two people on the score sheet. Um, Son, Son was very active on the day. Can't say he like stood out all that much, but he looked very active. Kane seemed to be playing in a bit of a more of a drop back role, still utilizing those really, really good wingers we had. Um, Kulisevsky, I mean, good all God. Uh, an assist on Sassignan's goal that ties the game and then scores the fourth goal. At that point, the game was was largely over. But I got to say, I, I mean, didn't expect it as hot a start from him and really, really expecting. I'm expecting almost equal things from Kulu that I am from Sonny or that I am from Kane. This, I know, which, which sounds crazy, but Kulu has the most goal involvements of any yeah, player in the least amount of time. Right he had now. like 24, mm-hmm. 25 goal involvements in like less than half the, se- half the season that he came in. And so... Great start for him, picking up a goal and assist. C- couldn't have had a better start. Sucks to be Richarlison. Sucks to be Richarlison. And I will say, too, as a note, you mentioned, too, uh, when Andrew and I went live for the game, you were like, oh, no, Richarlison. And I thought, oh, maybe he picked up a knock. No, Richarlison's serving a one-game suspension he got <laughs> from Everton <laughs> for picking player. up a smoke bomb and throwing it back into the crowd when yeah. they survived. 
Which I gotta say, I would have liked to see him out there. I'm all supportive How of that, dude. How noble of him. It, it, well, think of a year ago, they thought they were going down, you know, so he's like Mr. Everton, hucking smoke That's one of the most everywhere. legendary pictures of, like, all time. <laughs> that's, awesome. that's so cool. Yeah. And clearly on the day, we, you know, we got lucky enough to not really need him, so, uh, and he was yeah. all about it. They were like, he was like tweeting, he was like, yeah, let's go, guys, like from his home, probably watching it on TV. He's probably like not allowing him near the stadium, but uh, Kulu was great. Our midfield looks really, really good, and I would say... It was shocking not to see any new names. I think Conte got a lot of questions about that, saying, where's all the new guys? You guys had a great active window. Summer's been good. Where are all these guys? And it was half, I think, not so much them working into the side, but he's he's really driving a point that the, the spot on that pitch needs to be earned. Uh, yeah, I think it's unfair for the players there already. That they finished yeah. the season so well. Finished yeah. the season very well, and I think that was his nod, like, no, I haven't forgotten about you guys. Me and Fabio Paratici had been very active. Paratici especially. I don't have enough good things to say about him. He could really change the whole club, um, you know, in general. But, yeah, I mean, Basuma came on late and looked really good in the few moments he had the ball. Banged a long-range shot that was pretty close. But, I mean, everybody just everybody looked very dangerous. It looked very much like a project that is still in its early stages, but there's a lot of... of massive amount of promise and talent that's coming from that team so yeah i mean it was fantastic i was shitting a little bit when when ward prowse and that was a great goal too bad ball watching yeah, by hoyberg but yeah. great finish i love the i love the bounce shots too i think those look great but uh great finish from prowse he's gonna he got a goal too um so he'll be pumped about that but southampton really gotta really gotta find a way to put a band-aid on it and recollect bad own goal from salisu one of the worst i think i've ever seen so it's like that you know it's like there's a lot of good to pull from spurs but i'm trying to also remember we maybe have played one of the most fragile defensive teams in the premier league no, so. that's an honest way of looking at it and I, and I think that goes back to the whole idea of this still the first game of the season so taking everything with a grain of salt is very important a lot but, of good though Paris but, no, but going great forward, too. i think the i think the Didn't biggest way come on too Oh, it came on towards the end. Didn't that's wasn't like asked good, to do all that much. That's but. the best possible situation for Spurs if you can yeah. operate, get results off of the lineup that you already had established that is already worked into the system, and then you have the luxury to bring on your signings that can be game changers. And then as they continue to get worked into the side, will be impact players under Conte because they're the guys that he wanted. Right, so, no doubt. And yeah. I, go ahead. Sorry, I think I think to me, Kulu was probably the brightest. Brightest spark yeah. of your of your whole team, so that's I think just dangerously huge. good, yeah, just huge. I mean, dangerously good, and I think we played with uh, Emerson uh, and Sesson. Sessignon was also maybe our best player on the day. Oh too. yeah, Sessignon too. Incredible yeah. shift from yeah. Sess, which always nice to see. Those it's been a a ass dragging slow start in a Tottenham kit for him that dates back to a couple seasons now. It's hard to believe he's even like still on the team. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, Emerson. Left a lot to be desired He's your for me. Biggest question mark, and I just He's don't just rate him. A right back who doesn't want to do any of the things a right back needs to do. It drives me insane. He hates crossing the ball. He's fast and he gets in these spaces, but man, he gets closed in on Hezzy so defender. quick. His Hezzy defender making is poor. So that's why, and no Spence, which would have been a bummer because those would have been his first Premier League minutes. Um, but those will come. I still think he'll be a starter at some point. I get that he's somebody. He also came late too, so he's still getting worked in, but. On a day where I thought right back was easily our worst aspect of the whole pitch, I'm hoping that he can step in and add a little bit of, you know, fullback qualities to the fullback position. That could be dreaming, but uh, yeah, good day. Honestly, a good day. It was nice to be in the white kit. But guys, just remember this because this is the first time you'll see this and the last because once October hits, 
We've already won that. We won the league. <laughs> top of the we're, table. We're top of the table. So this is a trophy for us. And this is where this is, looks, it feels good. This looks better than when you guys had Mourinho. So and what, you mean Nuno? No, and Mourinho. When you guys, when you guys actually were top of the league in December. Yeah, true. Like but I that's you know I, I've I've talked a lot of shit. I'll continue to do so. But from a serious <laughs> standpoint, I've learned my lesson in that like February. If we're first in February, I'll start to get excited. You get through the Christmas period. That's like what. I remember driving home at Christmas last year, listening to the kickoff guys talk about how good Tottenham looked. They just beat Arsenal 2 0. League was ours. League was over. It was done. (laughs) I was doing 90 driving home for Christmas with a bunch of treehouse beer in my trunk, just laughing like a hyena at the table. (laughs) And now I have gray hairs and balding, gaining weight. I look all tooth and nail for that Champions League patch, huh? Seriously. It literally almost went bald fighting for the fourth place spot, but we got it. So good start. We got to talk about the promoted clubs real quick. What do we think? Again, let me say first, before you guys jump into it, I said last week, I think Scotty Parker will be the first to go because I think it'll take two months for Bournemouth to win a Premier League match. Don't they go and beat Villa 2 now? I think, uh, I mean, we talked about Fulham. I think surprised us definitely going going at Liverpool like they did. Bournemouth, obviously, a clean sheet against a really strong Villa side. Jefferson Lerma picked up a goal too. Yeah, he's Le- a Premier Lerma. League. He's a long timer. Yeah, so. he's a long. He's, he's has experience. He's no stranger. Um, and then Nottingham. I mean, they looked outgunned. Yeah, they did. They didn't have it, which is concerning for them. But yeah, it was one game. I mean, there. I think they were all of our well, most likely to stay, stay up, up club. Yeah. yeah. Um, would like to see him. Might stay have to look into either. those <laughs> yeah. predictions, but uh, the team that we would like to see, yeah, but might, that never fucking works out. Yeah, so. it might just happen. They to also be have no thing. logo, on, no promotion sponsor on their. On their I've I noticed that because yeah. I saw Lingard posted a picture of it because Lingard had his debut for Nottingham too, and I'm like, where's the, is this a practice shirt? Where is the front sponsor? It looks very very weird. Couldn't they I get a lot of money it. for a chess sponsor from somebody? Yeah. That could be I, a player that they could kind of use. The backstory to that, but they must be balling. I kind of like it. It's I mean, yeah, it looks. Good, and a couple I'm MLS sure. teams have done that this season like too. It, it just looks so strange. It like I don't know why it throws me so hard. It's like but the put the something the, there? like the '70s kits that they used to have back in the day. Where they, there was no there was yeah. no sponsor. Yeah, interesting question Connor posed today. We actually debated about it earlier, but in we'll our group chat it again, and it's a good question. I actually posed the question. If you had a paper match, meaning if you just held up both both rosters on paper and you looked, who would you favor as a squad, Newcastle or Aston Villa? I believe I said my knee-jerk reaction was Aston Villa. Somebody else said that. I think we had two for Newcastle and two for Villa, right? Even, yeah. I said Aston Villa. split. Jalen said Newcastle. I said Aston Villa. Connor it was split. And, and right away I'm thinking, uh, what's his ass? Who's the guy for Villa who they signed last season did nothing? Leon Bailey. Leon Bailey. You see, again, this is an on-paper just, matchup. This is my point, on paper. This is all we're talking about. Leon Bailey, I thought of Ollie Watkins. Danny Ings is on that Coutinho. roster as well. Coutinho's on that team. Some Douglas Louise. And if you know what to, to to battle against my Douglas Louise. Douglas Louise is on that team. Douglas oh. Louise and Douglas. Oh, the, yeah. Alicia Lehman's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> also known as ding, ding, red also ball. known as on the mark with that Villa winger David Louise, but mostly known as Alicia Lehman's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Thanks right. to be husband, which she, is shitty she for plays me, for but. Villa's she does, team, yeah. yeah. She yeah. plays for Team Heaven uh, and then Team Aston Villa. <laughs> also an angel, so <laughs> she does get pulled up, literally pulled up for games. So <laughs> literally pulled into the sky because again, angel. But <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I mean, who who would you? What are the three names you pull from Newcastle's page? Gumarash, Gumarash, yeah. And who else? Callum Wilson, Kieran Trippier. 
Trip is good. Trip's good. Or I think Dan Burns is like one of the best, like top five center backs right now. <laughs> I say Digne Coutinho. And then oh the third shit, one is Digne! I forgot deep. about him. See, third one's hard. But Newcastle yeah. just signed Botman. I'd, I'd say Daddy. That's big. They I, did sign Douglas. Diego Carlos. Diego Carlos. It's, I, I said it's, I go Leon Bailey I for said Villa. On paper, Aston Villa is slightly above Newcastle. It's hard. It's Saint a hard Max, question, bro. And and Saint Newcastle. Ma- well, yeah. Same Max is okay, but he's like the only class. guy that like was has, was on the team Coutinho when they were. Is bad. like world class. Yeah, I know. He's the wizard, Connor. He, he's, he's waving his wand. He's the magician. He's, he's the, the magician, man. On, dude. He's the wizard. It's interesting. Yeah, the wizard. Oh, I, just I mean, made up just I, now, but I literally have. Coutinho on my shirt. I rate him highly, but yeah. like I, on paper, I think you have to. Newcastle paper, have go Villa. goalkeepers. I think are dead even. You have Pope. Pope. And I think Martinez is better. Martinez. I oh, think, dude, Mar- <laughs> Martinez just has some performance, but he also has some errors in him, and he's got a, like a cocky. He humped the sky one time. <laughs> that wasn't great, but don't hold it against him. I would. Pope I was, was so- considered for being England top. T- that was, against, that was against United. Oh, guess what? Guess who starts for England? Jordan Pickford. Like, <laughs> yeah, what Pickford. the fuck? And, and I think Dubrovko was very, very good. Is he still in Dean the Henderson starts he over sold? Nick Pope. What? Did did he get uh, sold, Dubrovko? I don't know even know what's going on. I don't know. I think no, so. he's just back. He's just back. Unfortunately, there's no way to actually dictate what the right answer is, but it's a good, it's a good question. I, I, it's uh, like, even so, we get... You could go boom, we give boom, Newcastle, boom, boom on each or, side. We get Villa the goalkeeper by, like... Good start. By thin, by thin, three, the three thinnest seasons. hair on no, my No, by head. three seasons of quality. Is Cal, Cal Nick Wilson's Pope has put it. He played for Burnley, man. What kind of barometer <laughs> is fourth, that? He's fourth string on New England. He, was he faced like 50 though. shots a match. If you go by who wanted him, um, upon trade, Pope's stock is up there, I would it say. It is up no, there. No, I, I, I rate, I rate so Pope. Splitting hairs Pope. with goalkeepers. Trip, I think, takes Matty Cash to the cleaners. Digne takes Digne takes left hand. That's the reason why Digne target. went there. I think Bot- Botman and uh, yeah, Digne took have, target spot. Yeah. So this is harder to argue with. You have Botman, Lascelles. The center backs are probably better at Newcastle. Dan Byrne and Botman Dan are Byrne. automatically better than. But they did get Diego. Diego Tyrone Mings. I mean, it's I don't think Jamal Lascelles. I think Jamal Lascelles and Tyrone Mings are similar. Yeah, I don't even know his first name, but Conza. Like, he's okay. He's okay. okay. Yeah, but Newcastle gets a center back. They got the right back. You say the other center back is a wash. So we're we're split two and two right now. We're split two and two. You got Villa goalkeeper, Villa left back. Midfield. Midfield, you got Kima Resch. Okay. I'll give you that. John McGinn. John McGinn has to go into that team. I mean, yeah, John Joe Shelby Douglas, was really I mean, fucking good last season. John Joe Shelby, dude, yeah, where, where is this Douglas Luiz coming give, from, yeah, bro? Yeah, yeah. He what, he isn't like the I'll crazy give Newcastle good. midfield. He's, just a, he's a, like a solid CM for. You also have um, the Longstaff brothers who've been pretty. Fucking I don't think. Steady. The fr- I don't think the front. Wait, three wait, is Longstaff, close. you're talking about Douglas Luiz like he was fucking sent down <laughs> no, here from I just God. Think, I just his right think, hand. No, his girlfriend was sent down here from God. He's just the boyfriend, but no. But John McGinn, they just signed Kamara. Yeah, I don't know. I don't uh, think the front three is close, I will say. If you match up the front three, I think Villa easily takes that. And, and again, then, on I think paper, Callum Wilson is quality. I forgot about for sure. Watkins. He was talking about Ings over and over again. Who, yes, used to be a very good striker, but, yeah, get but he's, seen his, he's Watkins, seen his best days. Leon Bailey Watkins, is on the wing, too. Leon Bailey was Coutinho ass last season. Coutinho in that same Max is very good. Callum Wilson also very, very good. Yeah, yes, almost very good. But I think there's just the a little bit more edge to this Aston Villa front three. Actually, Newcastle might have the two goals of the weekend because that Fabian Schar belter that he brought back in, yeah. and then the Wilson, we just stuck his the outside of his boot yeah. out and chipped. Like, I was what like, damn. Last finish from a striker. On paper... 
This is how I look at it. If you gave me a FIFA squad and I had to pick, I take the Villa. I'm taking team. the Villa team. Yeah, like, I'm taking Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle. I mean, St. Max then, is like then, two players to me. But for context, for people who've never played Connor in FIFA, he just <laughs> blames you if you get any type of goal. <laughs> <laughs> or he blames yeah, like that's my kind of FIFA player. <laughs> he's just like, how does that even happen? Of course, yeah, you scored it like that. Return it's, the game. It's broken. <laughs> yeah. But it's splitting hair. And I mean, if we're gonna talk about it, so on paper. I guess it doesn't. Uh, that doesn't even make the argument. But Newcastle have the better team. Yeah, cohesive well, unit. No, on Newcastle paper, on better. paper, Aston no, 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 have the better but, team. But to, so, right, if we all just pretend neither of us picked a side, if you're like, okay, but who's going to win the actual game? I'd put Newcastle. Right and now, hear me say it now: right now yeah, Newcastle sure. has the but manager. My, my argument was on paper. The manager right. that is far and clear as well. Newcastle yeah. have the manager. Newcastle Newcastle about on paper. He goes on the piece of paper when you're picking lineups. Yeah. No, Newcastle. he doesn't because he's not in the lineup. Oh, he makes the know. piece of paper. He makes the piece of paper. He writes his name. To, he has to sign I didn't realize Steven Gerrard was in the starting sign. He has to sign the lineup. It would probably improve Villa if he was. Villa's midfield would be a bit better with CVG in there. Yeah, it probably yeah. would be. But if, if, if Newcastle had one better attacker coming off the right flank, not even by much, Almiron I don't rate, Ryan Frazier's gone. But Chris Wood's the worst player. But Connor, there isn't, so it defeats your argument. It, that's one player out of 11. But my argument is on paper. And I, I have said, made my case. I made my Jaylen case. Jalen backs me. I, I think made, everybody's made their case. I made my yeah. case by saying slightly better. So if you need one more winger for it to be even, then that is No, my to point. be a complete blowout. Okay. If, we had, if Newcastle had one more winger, they'd be a complete blowout. I'm going right. to get Jordy on this. All right, you two. Well, we'll DM him. Cup winners. <laughs> We do still have a couple weeks in the window left. Say Liverpool gets a midfielder. Say United signs a whole new roster. Things could change. So, do we? Is there enough? Do you think guys guys have enough information to make? I think I know who's winning. Yeah, I think I know who's winning the Carabao Cup. Who is it? Tottenham Hotspur. You think they're going to win Carabao? What a fucking shit trophy to win! I was going to say you guys need a trophy, and I don't. This is what I'm saying. They're going to win. If I were you, I'd hope for that fake cup. FA Cup or Carabao would be my pick for Spurs. That's the one I think we're going to hone in on. Which one? My FA Cup. Okay. I think we'll. I think we can win FA Cup. Do I think we will? Well, that's a different conversation. I would. I would say Spurs are my FA Cup pick right now. Carabao, I'd give to Liverpool or City, maybe Chelsea. I think they could always. They could always win. This is hard. Um, I'm giving FA Cup to Arsenal. Oh no, that would be awful for me. Unless, they play some good football though, and they know how to win that tournament. Though yeah. that's their tournament, so that's a that's actually a very this is good like pick. A, this is a progressive season for them, so I think this is my, this might be where they. I think they go for FA something. Cup for Arsenal and fifth place finish. Excellent year for Arsenal. They also are in the really League, really good. So they win that, they're in the Champions League. So what do you have? I have FA Spurs Cup? winning FA Cup. I think I think Liverpool will win Carabao Cup, and you have with their other cups. Arsenal, you guys Arsenal FA. FA Cup, and then Spurs Carabao. Cup. I got two North London clubs. I have. London be going off. <laughs> I'm going to say Spurs win FA Cup. Fuck. Chelsea win Carabao Cup because I don't think either of the big two give a fuck about that. I don't think so either. At this point, Klopp got it. City might just win it out of That's like the City Cup, right? The Carabao also, Cup. Also, I think City will win it with their B-side. Just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, Literally. we got to get these guys ready. I think rotated. it's also yeah. boring just to say, like, oh, Liverpool's going to win it again. Like, no. Like, I, think, I also don't think we care about the Carabao Cup. And if we're lacking depth, like, we're not going to make a push for it. What's the need? Play the second team. Divas. And we lost our cup god in Minamino. So true. Um, Minamino's gone. Do you yeah. guys have a, a Champions League pick you'd like to wager? I know that's sort of world. No, scope I think we should wait for Jalen. Should we wait? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh jeez. Well, we know who he's going to pick. Madrid, so. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, that was fun. 
honestly. That was good this stuff. It's going to be a good season. What a time. For some of us. It'll be fun overall, though. We'll see. You know, who knows, Andrew? I'll be, watching, Brentford, I'll be watching videos. You got Brentford. T- 12 years ago. I'm going to pick Brentford. United to beat Brentford next week for the record. I think I'm going to pick them to win I mean, two to one. So, so am I, because so on paper, they're better. Look out for the late comeback, though. We got <laughs> Look out there. for Ivan Tony. And I'd say probably like two or three match weeks in, we could start to do averages and see where everybody's at. But Seven. I'll take seven on the tally to open it up. That's like, if I had seven every week. We could just do the whole season. Right. So you and I are technically tied for first and second yeah. right now. You want to call it? Just like Spurs yeah, top of the let's table? let's call it off. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. Thank you for joining the Hallows Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe. Check us out on TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, and our link trees, Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. It's all there. See you soon. Bye-bye now.